It's time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelton. I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 172. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, Become the Darkness Screenshot Sweepstakes, Patch 5.01 Notes. We're talking Shadowbringers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Developers blog and fan mail. But first, let us shoot the shit. What has been going on this week? Hey, Ruby. Hi, Yelta. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Good. I'm great, too. Awesome. It's Shadowbringers. It's Shadowbringers. Yeah. Shadowbringers spoilers. Everything Shadowbringers. Everything's spoiled tonight. So we're going to talk <laughs> all about what we did in Shadowbringers. Last week was the patch notes. Last week was your one chance to listen without getting too much information. But from here on out, expect to hear spoilers. So... Um, I did all of Shadowbringers, finished everything. I finished on Thursday of last week. In fact, I had a prior commitment that I had to bail on. I was going to be on Work to Game, uh, their uh, casually hardcore podcast, on that Thursday. And we had to reschedule because I couldn't get you, it done. You were not ready yet. I, I, I appreciate that you're like, D guys, guys know. What happened? <laughs> so what, what happened was Wednesday night. I had all day like Monday and all day Wednesday. Not not all day. Forgive me. I had all day after work. So I had from like 6 to midnight or 1 a.m. And I, I did that Monday and I did it again Wednesday. And at 1 a.m. Here we go. Spoilers. Um, I'm walking into Amaro. Amarot. Whatever it's called. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. No way. I'm seeing Emmett, Emmett Selk, and I'm like, there's no way. This is not wrapping up here. There's going to be another eight-man after this. I know it. <laughs> this is not happening. So even if I get through this, 30 minutes for a dungeon, because I'm using trusts. I did all oh, trusts. Yeah. 30 minutes for a dungeon, then to do an eight-man, then to watch all of the story after that, and to comprehend it and enjoy it, wasn't going to happen after 1 a.m. So I told him. We need to reschedule. We did it Sunday, so shout out. Um, I was on Work to Game Casually Hardcore. Go check them out on their YouTube channel. That's Work to Game, and uh, it was the most recent Casually Hardcore podcast. It was great. Had a blast talking with them about all the spoilery stuff. Uh, we we scaled on a Great Serpent of Ronka scale. <laughs> It was either one to five. One to five great, great serpents. serpents of Ranka. That's right. The Great Serpent right. of Ranka is the best. Best. Scree. Scree. Uh, I I I love everything about Shadowbringers. There's there's nothing that uh, bothered me, pissed me off. I, I, this was such a good expansion, and this patch that we just had was really good and tied in really well. So. Um, I'm very happy with all the stuff that, that I saw and got to do. But, uh, again, I got through everything. I finished Eden tonight. Um, I am, I don't even know what my gear score is. Um, <laughs> I've got, I've got like two tome bought pieces and I've got some accessories from, uh, what I did tonight in Eden. I have an accessory from uh, what, what did we do? Innocence, Innocence. EX? Yep, yep. Uh, got, got one accessory. It was for healer. I'm playing caster. <laughs> but Raven. <laughs> Raven accidentally passed. She passed. She That's why you should always herself. greed. Oh, I'm such a loot whore. I greed everything. Unless always someone's hit greed. Like, unless someone's like, 
I really want that for my alt, and then I'll pass. But I've already greeted it by then, so you have to wait. Yeah, it'll it'll be fun, Yelta, if we revisit like loot rules and things, you mm-hmm. know, in a later podcast because you know there is some. I wouldn't say ethics, but e- like etiquette, some maybe? courtesies, etiquette. Yeah. yeah, that you know that you would that you would have. So, and one that we always say is, if you want a piece of gear, say something. Don't loot first, though. Cause don't you, loot first. Let people pass. Don't loot. Let because if you don't loot it, Type those the other words, people. I need that for my bard. There you or, go. Or the other people have an opportunity who have already looted to pass it. If you loot first and then tell people, somebody's clicking that, that uh-huh. eighth loot and it's over. So just set your hand down and say, hey, I'd like to, I'd like a piece of gear, please. The worst thing to say is no. Uh-huh. Screw you, loser. Um, so yeah, I did. So I guess I did Innocence EX and I also did Titania EX. Not yeah, that's it. Yeah. Tanya, yeah. And the, and the, I get Titania right. and Twintania or Twintania. Oh, no. See, I, I know enough Shakespeare that I know. Titania. I know who they are fundamentally, mm-hmm. but my tongue sometimes wants to put ah. that twin. We have to go murder ten. more dragons. Is that what you're telling me? Well, that's going to make it even worse. But that's fine. Fairies, dragons. Are dragons fairy type? No, fairy type kills dragon. This isn't Pokemon. Hold on. This isn't Pokemon. So anyway, a great start to Shadowbringers for your boy Rubicon Vale. The EX is down. The story done. Eden's down. The gear score's coming up. I hadn't leveled any other 80s yet, but my eyes on Culinarian, Botanist, and... We'll talk about it a little later. I'm not super impressed with Summoner at the moment. It's working for me because it's what I play. I'm not super impressed to hit more buttons than a Red Mage for the same DPS. But we'll see how it goes. I may change mains depending, but I just want – you know, we're still in that – Potencies could be adjusted and things of that yeah, nature. Yeah, we, we I, have not had the adjustment patch, and we won't for, prop, what, another month? Because I'm sure Savage will come out. They're going to see the feedback from Savage, and then we're probably going to get some potency changes. Right, right. Or, and it's not as changes. if things are difficult to, to beat. Uh, the worst thing I've had trouble beating is the uh, Titania EX dummy. Well, I had more trouble beating the dummy. Right? Somebody said right. those are re- I haven't tried any of the new dummies, and I probably should. But I, I have heard from a couple different sources, one last night, that, that the dummies are fairly overtuned. So That's good to know, because yeah. I had immense difficulty, uh, and then when I'm actually in the fight, no problem whatsoever. Uh-huh. So... Eh. Maybe I was carried. Well, Doubt no, it. No, when we were counting numbers, really I licked fast, my finger and yeah, held, held it in the it air. The <laughs> now I was not beating the black mage. No, no, it's a black a mage. Radiant's a fucking beast, and he is. He has told us he's going to be greedy. He sometimes gets shields that maybe should go to the tank. Uh, Raven and I are both very much like it's like Taja in um, Sari the Snake Boy. Like, yeah. We knew Taja was going to stay in. He's melee DPS right. for that first jump. I, we just if if you're people I know and people I play with regularly, I will ad- I will healers adjust for you. Yeah, well, and right. you know that rescue can come mm-hmm. in handy oh, for a yeah, black mage who can people. can easily teleport himself right back to his ley lines. It's not a problem. So life is good with me. 
Mm-hmm. Yelta, tell us what you've been up to. Well, I had, I think by last time, gotten 80 white mage and the story done. And I've got 80 black mage done. I've done both the role quests. They're interesting. Kind of cool. Uh, I've gotten minor botanist and fishing up to 80. Uh, they are not geared yet. But I'm kind of waiting to see. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I think I can gather everything in the game right now. So... Yeah, I did get 76 Culinarian. There's a spreadsheet out there that's just... They have made it really easy to level ga- our crafters this time around. Gathers were fast. Crafters are... Are you kidding me fast? So, I, I, I can make three recipes, and apparently with two macros, thank you, Balance Discord, uh, get from 70 to 80, or 71 to 80. So it's apparently very easy. I know we have people in the free company. Lots of people on the internet have like all 80 uh, crafters already and and Mm -hmm. fully melded sets and shit. So I'm hoping that here's what's weird for me. The crafters and gatherers were really easy to level in my opinion. I'm hoping that the real test is we're going to have that Ishgard reconstruction something something. And it sounds like it's going to... In fact, I'm scared with kind of how they described it. It sounds like it's going to be like PvP for... Or, you know, with seasons and it's going to be difficult and, and whatever. Mm. So I, I think that's that's going to be the end game for crafters. Is it gatherers too? I can't remember. I think gatherers are involved. And that's yeah. an interesting that's an interesting way to look at it because... If the leveling up process is easy, there has to be other content or it's just, wow, that was – not that leveling up was hard for crafted. You know, you ate mm-hmm. up your leaves or whatever and then you then you got it done. But to think that it's even easier this go around um, makes me really more hopeful that they, they spent more time developing this other content. And I've really enjoyed even the crafting and gathering. Uh, Fishing is a whole separate one. Roll quests or, or collective, whatever they're called. I can't remember the ones at the Crystarium. They're, they, they have fun, interesting stories. So like the fisherman one, you're basically like, you know, the world is destroyed, right? There's a couple of, you know, big cities and, and a few villages and whatever towns and stuff, but you know, a lot of the world has been destroyed. So there are people suffering from illnesses and a lot of them are like, well, if we had a better diet. So basically Mm. the fishing one is like, go fish up stuff that, you know, fulfills the dietary restrictions or cures, you know, stuff. And then, you know, there's like some drama. Everything in this game so far has been about taking care of people. And as a warrior of light, you've always kind of been, I'm going to find a way to fix you or fix this. But even the gathering quests have been, how do I save the fucking world? Well, and, and Heaven's Word was too. I don't remember Shadowbringers at all. But Heaven's Word was like, well, in the Sea of Clouds, stuff has trouble growing here, so we had to, you know, do, you know, go back to Gridania and talk to people and figure out how to feed our people with mm-hmm. stuff that doesn't grow here. So and it's just kind of that plus, so... But you have to be careful on what you decide to level up, apparently, because there's there are what is there five of those different quest lines, and you can only do them once. So oh. yeah, each each one once. 
So if you did it in minor, you cannot go back and do that on botanist and get that because there's huge XP, especially if you turn in high quality New items. New game and plus stuff. Yelta. New, no, go. I I don't <laughs> think you're going to get any rewards from New Game Plus. Someone was talking about that last night, and I'm like, I think New Game Plus is just going to be the experience of going back right. and seeing everything. You're going to set the flag to I have not yet completed Heaven's Word, and it's going to start you at the beginning. You know, or so I don't know. I I'd be happy to be surprised, but. I don't think they're going to be like, here, reset everything to zero and get all the rewards and get all the XP and stuff. So, anyway, uh, I actually played with Bard. I played with Machinist because I need that for the third roll quest. I'm going to do a tank one too, but I've decided I wanted to do the uh, physical DPS one next. I, I might be doing it on Dragoon. I don't know why. But I, I, I kind of like murdered some hunts and did some stuff on Bard and also on Machinist. And I'm like, I, I don't care. It's because Dragoon is awesome right now. I don't know. I, I put I, Dragoon seemed, and I don't even like melee DPS. But I'm, I might, I might take it Dragoon through it. So that's kind of cool. And then I did Eden, and and we'll we're gonna save spoilers for Eden towards the end of the show. I think we talked about earlier. Yeah, so. we'll leave a gap because maybe not everybody who's listening is done with Eden. So we'll give a pause, and we'll we'll declare, and then we'll talk about Eden, which isn't really that a whole lot. No, it's not a ton of. And I actually already got spoiled because I clicked on Yo Spoiler, and it was like a leak, and I think it was true because it looked like what I saw today. But anyway. I don't like spoilers. I know you had trouble with spoilers again. Today, right? I, well, yeah. you know, I was actually pretty lucky during Shadowbringers proper to dodge spoilers. Uh, but today was terrible. I think when people thought this embargo, Yoshida gave some date or somebody gave it, a date. But it was like the 18th, I thought. So like yeah, that's, that's what I thought. But people yeah. were like, oh, it's been two weeks or three weeks or whatever. It's time. It's time. Mm-hmm. But – it's Eden's only come out today, and so they were like all the spoilers. So I, you, you know, I, I saw not even somebody's, home from work yet. And, not even yeah. home from work. I saw somebody's tweet about yet. puzzles and somebody's tweet about this, that, and it's like, come on, guys! I, I had to put a big tweet declaration. Like, just cool. One day, give us one freaking day. <laughs> well, and I think it's really on my part to not get spoiled by not visiting Twitter. But Jesus Christ, could you just? Wait a second. I'm still not tweeting major Shadowbringer spoilers, right? Right. I'm still trying hard not to. I had to think twice before posting the Innocence and Titania EX clears until you said, yeah, their pictures are in the patch notes. I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. That's fine. Yep. Yep. And a shout out to Kloss Nightbringer. He came with us. Yeah, we had a good time. We've, we've cleared a lot of stuff with him or farmed stuff with him lately. It's It's been a blast. The cross-roll link shells have been nice. I am still sad that they're not larger, but, you know, we we did create a Nulfica's Bosom one. I think we were thinking about creating a secondary one that's more like raid-ready people. I think mm. that was, I don't remember, Taja or somebody was saying... I, my brain shut off Zante. So maybe having a second one that's like more people we thought were cool from Party Finder or something. I don't know. Gotcha. So, but we do have a Novica's Bosom Crossroad Link Shell. Uh, if you're interested, message someone or I don't know, get a hold of somebody. <laughs> maybe we can get you invited. 
But it's all, it's still only what? Is it 60, 64? Four people. That's not many. So, Come on, I, well, and I, so I've been like, I invited a few, few people. I gave a few people, um, invitation, you know, powers. But I'm like, guys, remember, we cannot, we can't just fill this full of whoever. It really needs to be cross world people. It's not, I don't think we want to replace the, the link shell yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's not quite good enough yet, but I am hopeful that they'll decide, oh, it's not crashing the servers, and then just, like, at least double it. I don't know. I want to be able to play with more people. Speaking of that, I think a bunch of us officers of uh, the free company were like, we don't even know some of these new people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did have a big conversation about that. Yeah, I don't know. I thought he was your friend. No, I thought he was your friend. I thought- friend where's all the money in the chest no just kidding no that shit's locked down we've been very very careful to be we that the when you get invited to our free company your rank is inverted nipple yep you can't fucking do anything you yeah if if you like stick around for a little while and chat with us or run stuff with us you'll get to flat chested you're not even (laughs) a bosom buddy at that point oh no you're not even close to a bra yeah, but, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. And oh no, and then boob wranglers is our general officer position. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, no, that was my week. I guess I guess we can move on then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can come shoot the shit. Go to the website www.gtffxiv.com and try to balance out. We had like we have two prolific apparently spam bots. So they they keep saying, "Wow, the stuff you post is very interesting." I will save this for later. Messages. That's great. I'm like fantastic. All right, Ruby. I think I'm gonna let you call out the list of those of us, those people who bought us around. So we yeah. do have some donations. We do, we do. So big thank you and shout outs to our patrons. Uh, we've got Wade, Brian. Demi45, Sevocavo, uh, Blue Moon, Fleur, Taja, and Varicamon. Thank you so much. Uh, and also to those that uh, PayPal, thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, your donations. You keep us going. You keep the web hosting up. And we just really appreciate our listeners, whether you're a patron or not. Thank you for listening. We only ask you share us. You talk uh, about us on Twitter or Whatever social media you're into, uh, share us and give us a like on our social media and our uh, review pages. We really appreciate it. All right. Then the first round is news. We have Become the Darkness Screenshot Sweepstakes. This looks like another one that's easy to enter, but I'll forget about it. Mm-hmm. It's like we forgot about the last one. Yeah, now, I'm like, uh, oh, Mundus in our free company won something because he oh, entered. Oh, did he? Yes. And, uh, yeah, so you got to enter these things to win and it's, it's not that difficult to win these. I don't think. I, well, especially a lot of these are like, uh, how many, you know, for, for submitting two screenshots properly, a hundred winners will win something. So, so this is the become the darkness screenshot sweepstakes. So shadow brings us here, blah, 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 to celebrate. They want us to show the transformation from Warrior of Light into Warrior of Darkness. So, uh, they've first of all asked us to refrain from posting spoiler-related content. 
as part of the entry. The entry period is, uh, it started on July 12th and it's through July 26th. So what they really want us to do is how to enter two screenshots that follow the established theme. You have to follow the Final Fantasy XIV Twitter account. And you have to submit your entry on Twitter while following the official sweepstakes rules. So, two required screenshots depicting your character shifting from light to darkness. The hashtag FFXIV hashtag. The hashtag WOD sweepstakes. And at mention of at FFXIV.en, your full in-game character name and world. And they note, please be sure to carefully provide the correct spelling of your character's name and world. If we can't confirm your character's name and world using the information provided, the entry will be invalidated. So, uh, you can also send an optional comment for your picture. And you will get your selection, if you win, from the available in-game prizes below. Surely, surely they have given us new prizes. Mm Mm-hmm. Scrolls done, no. Mm-hmm. No, they have not. It is the Galacap, Noble Barding, Mandragora Choker, Aram, Aram and Choker, Bluebird Earring, and Scarf of Wondrous Wit. Uh, you have to abide by the following rules and guidelines. You can't feature multiple characters in each screenshot, only your character. You cannot edit your entry after submission. Entries must be your own screenshots. You have to read, agree to, and comply with the official rules below. They will select the 100 winners through a random drawing. So just post something. It's not even going to be judged on how good it is, right? Yeah. Uh, you have to be a legal resident of the 50 states of the American United States, the District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, Canada, excluding Quebec. What are you up to, Quebec? You have to they, have a They valid- too French. You have to have a valid North American Square Enix account and be over the age of 13. So uh, there is a link for the official Soupstakes rules, so go check that out if you want to do it. Man, you know, just, 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 I should just do this. I, I, I think there's a, a couple of these I don't have yet. So. Yeah, don't get the Scarf of Wonders Wit. No, they'll sell it they to you soon enough. Well, if they put it up again. They may not. Maybe they'll swap it out. Maybe that's their plan. They swap it out with a different gift or whatever. I didn't get a chance to tell you about the triple triad changes that I had, uh, that I witnessed whenever I uh, opened up the new platinum packs. So that I won two platinum packs from the triple triad deal. And get this. It's the same fucking cards that it's been the entire goddamn six years of this game since. No. Fucking young. Damn it. Fucking what? Same shit. Oh, I got like that's... a Shiva and a Labre. A Labre is fucking dead. For God's sakes. I don't want that He's card. Been dead for three packs. Thornton whooped now. his ass. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's 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 incredible. I just <laughs> Fix it, I just, Yoshida. I just don't even know. I'm like, why wouldn't they re- they refresh everything else in this game, right? They make things easier to get and whatever. Why, oh, why is there not a new mix of... Uh, uh, uh. All right. Do we want to cover the patch 5.01 notes? Uh, yeah, I think we can cover that. Sure. Yeah. All right. Playable content. New Chronicles of a New Era has been added. So it's the Eden stuff. And we're not going to spoil it. So 
Uh, they did add new orchestrian roles. I think they have to do with Eden. I think all of them do. Mm, I hope it's that first song when you come into the... Mm-hmm. Uh, they adjusted three actions, Lancer and Dragoon, Lancer, Dragoon, Scholar, and Astrologian. Uh, I think all of them were like MP reduce or duration increased, kind of disemboweled. It's, you know, they all seemed like buffs. So mm-hmm. uh, further changes are planned for patch 5.05. So that's, I think, when we're going to see the first rollout of the serious adjustments. Mm-hmm. So uh, they've apparently fixed some gunbreaker action sounds now this is a deal i've seen this today because mary has been posting uh sounds on his twitter account i guess he put it on youtube let me see if i can pull him up real fast but he's been posting stuff and in fact on reddit he was saying that people were accusing him of of making the sounds worse quality to try to prove a point that wasn't there very Mary very much says that the sound has gotten worse since oh, they've no. corrected it. Um, oh, yeah. He says, Gnashing Fang is okay. The biggest issue is with the solid barrel combo. Um, and he compares the new audio with the old audio. Um, it, it, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of weird. P- people aren't liking what they've done with the audio. Hmm. Yeah, I don't play enough Gunbreaker to really know, but... I don't know. If they've just adjusted them, though, they can adjust them again. So, All right. They did add the new Raid Dungeon Eden. We'll talk spoilers later, but it is, again, four different fights with story in between. Uh, to get in, you need adder- average item level 425. I think a lot of us had 444 before going in, so 425 shouldn't be too hard to get. What drops um, an Amorot? I get 430s, oh, yeah. I think. I can't remember. But you can also have bought Tome gear, which is in the 440s, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So if you've gotten any Tome... I had, like, full Tome gear, and I had, like, a weapon for Titania, and I had, like, accessories from Innocence, and I know not everyone will have that, but uh, it, it wasn't super hard. Um, so one of the things that's noticeable is the treasure coffers that appear will not yield gear, but yield tokens, which isn't new to us. Right. But they've changed it up. Uh, you still, you can still only get one token per raid every week. So you can only get four tokens a week. But, um, they, I really love the fact that each floor drops more kinds Mm -hmm. and it drops eight instead of four. So, and on top of that, the tokens aren't gears and lenses and blah, blah, blah. They're like, the piece that's for a chest looks like a chest yes. piece and it's named like, it's it's just, Ruby, it's a small thing, but it's like, God, I shouldn't have to think about which one's an accessory. Right. It was a cute concept to think, you know, like the goblins were, you know, lenses yeah. and- screws and things of that but come on man like this is so much easier to see i was so surprised to see a helmet to see a suit of armor i was like is this actual gear what are we getting here (laughs) uh of course they're the tokens uh but it was great because everybody can walk away with something now usually people are like well i'm wanting accessories or i'm looking for the still pass yeah a lot of stuff hits but what was also great was there were body piece drops in the first tier 
So yep. you don't have to only run the last tier, which clogs that up. Plus, you're not helping those that are trying to get through the first couple of tiers because they only give accessories. Not mm-hmm. anymore. And I haven't looked, but I'm sure there's a guide out there how to maximize your gear per week kind of guide. But sure. I, I just kind of bought whatever. I'm not sure I'm going to... I might savage. I'm not sure yet. So we'll see. We'll see. And if I savage, it's going to be kind of casually. Mm-hmm. I'll probably do it in Party Finder. And if I can get comfortable with it, then maybe I'll see if the free company wants to do it. Well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. So I'm not super worried about min-maxing my tokens. First of all, you can't even buy a weapon for seven weeks. Right. Right. So just, just you know. And for seven weeks, you should be able to gear up something. Well, and that and the new tomes will be out. No, tome stones will be out once the the savage comes out. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, uh, I I liked the changes. I feel like it throws more stuff at you. And for normal mode, it doesn't bother me. In fact, as far as I'm concerned, they could way earlier unlock the normal mode token drops to being unlimited not yet not even after savage is out but you know i I think they could do that earlier so we could gear stuff up earlier with this stuff but i like the changes they made do you agree i agree i completely love the changes that were made to it um it's normal it doesn't bother me that things like that is experimented on in the in the normal content um yeah i'm very happy I think they've also adjusted some some of the item exchange. Was was the body piece always four? Body and pants were they four before I came? Uh huh. Yeah, no? yeah. They they, they, they were? stuck okay. the same with that. Throw... Two helmet, could... two hand, two feet, four yeah. body, four leg. Waist and accessories are one. Just one. So what really changed is if I really want to, I could just go for body pieces this week and or or whatever. I think you should get your stuff more quickly. I don't think they really meant to lock us out of this gear. So, and there are two NPCs now. There's a an NPC in Ilmore, of course, but there is an NPC, and they take you to him. I think after you finish up in Amarang. So, there are two NPCs that will trade stuff to you. Did you preview any of the equipment and see what it looked like? Near oh, I forgot to do or? that. I should have done that. Mm, I I tried on every piece except for accessories. I was surprised because so like the healing set and the black or the healing and the casting sets were not just color swaps of each other. Hmm. They Good were color know. swaps of other things, but I think it's like like the healer set was a color swap with like the striking set or something. I can't remember for sure. Don't write me. I'm just But there were color swaps of stuff, but it wasn't like the healer and the black made you know, healer and caster were color swaps of each other. I, the stuff I saw looked pretty good. I'm not sure I'm in love with every piece. Some of the tanking stuff looked very basic and boring and whatever, but I thought the healer, like, body piece, the pants were really cute. I could see really pairing those up for glamour with other stuff. So, um, a little bit different. Some of some of the pieces were a little bit different. Some were real basic, but some were pretty cool. All right. And again, they're giving us a weekly drop if you do the last, the fourth floor. And that will be eventually traded in for lightweight tombstones, which will eventually be able to be turned in for weapons. 
same old, same old kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Uh, they are now, these four duties are now in Duty Roulette Mentor. So that, so expect you could get those. Uh, they did uh, change the item level required to register for Duty Roulette Mentor. It was 410. It's now 425, which only makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I originally scrolled past the word PVP here, and I saw all these dancer nerfs. <laughs> but they're only for PvP. Yeah. So a lot of the standard, a lot of the potencies, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different things had potencies reduced quite a bit. Apparently dancers are just murderifying everyone in PvP. Good to know. Yeah. I do think dancer might still get some nerfs, but we'll see what happens. All right. Something about adrenaline rush changed. I couldn't tell you. Potency reductions. Oh, new items have been added. These are the gear sets, Ruby. Very nice. Yeah, it's so. So you see the the, the Lalafell. That's the white mage set. Mm-hmm. That is not the black mage with the uh, a similar outfit. So which one's the black mage to the left or to the right? Oh my god, I can't remember. The one on the left the is nice. T- I think it's the kitty. Good. I can't remember. I like that it one. It's like looks a good. coat with a short waist and then like long in the back. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah. The white mage no, looks like, like a the, wedding dress. It, 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 I thought it looked better than that to me in game, but uh, and they added new minions. I know one of the minions comes out of Eden. Ran it three times, still didn't get it, but I'm not really worried about it. Of course, they've added new achievements. They've added stuff to the adult translation dictionary. They've added music. The, the volume of the title screen music has been increased, and I'm mm-hmm. like, bitch, can I shut that off? I don't even, you I don't, don't even, like ho Heidi ho i i don't need that oh I, I don't but you know i'm not i haven't been a fan of this new title screen so. yeah right i know yeah. uh character creation text for both hillians and the lost has been updated to clarify rothgar lore so and they changed a bunch of stuff i think one of the things they fixed in here was it one of the voices an issue where in the correct audio for Viera voice type 7 and 9 did not play while in combat. I heard I something know. about that. Yeah. I was pleased that they fixed my physic issue. I realized when I immediately logged in and tried all my macros that physic would not work as a macro. And oh. they have corrected that. They've corrected. There's a lot of things on here that they corrected. That's pretty cool. All right. I think we're, we're going to move now into our spoilerific... Oh my god. So this is going to be heavy Shadowbringers spoiler content. Yeah. The boat sinks and Jesus dies. I mean... Oh, I hadn't read it. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Oh my god, Ruby. I don't even know where to start. So I I had suggested earlier we talk about the story because there is so much with the story, really the ending of the story. We can we can go through the the path and I'm sure we'll forget things. I don't have a script in front of me. I'm not looking at some serious notes. We're kind of going by memory. I'm sure there'll be things that we forget if there's something that you're like, "Oh, but you didn't talk around about the implications of Amarat society or something." It, tell us later and we'll we'll cover it for you. But um I kind of want to start with story because I think there are a lot of big truth nuggets at the end of the story that that, uh, warrant some discussion. Um, At least from the get-go, 
talking about the story. You've got the Warrior of Light appearing on the first, meeting up with the Scions. I guess like a, a brief mm-hmm. synopsis here. Meeting up with the Scions. And then as you uncover things about the first, you understand the world and the, and the mission to destroy the Light, um, um, light Wardens, light wardens yeah. to, uh, to, to clear up the mess. Um, my, my first gut-wrenching moment through this story was when uh, the lady became a sin eater when, oh when they my stabbed God. When you, her. When you first go find Alizé and she's caring for people who have been uh, basically hurt by sin eaters because basically it's like vampirism. You Apparently if you get stabbed by a sin eater, you eventually become a sin eater. Right. There's a ramp up process and you, you eventually turn and um, she's stabbed in the story and I guess the the how how serious the wound is maybe changes how quickly, quickly you maybe, turn. Yeah. Um, she turned rather quickly, and it and it was gruesome. Um, and that oh. that really was the moment I was like, Shadowbringers oh, is real. It is not pulling punches. That was uh, I was not bothered by it, but there were a lot of people that day who were in the spoiler channel going. Christ, that was nightmare fuel, and it, and yeah. it was, it was. I don't want to say graphic; that might not be the right word. It wasn't bloody or anything, but it was impactful. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you did trusts, right? So you did the first dungeon with trusts. I did the first dungeons with trust, and and Alize is like, oh my god, um, she's having a conniption. I cried. Um, oh yeah, that was that was a serious heavy moment to hit us. That early in the story. Um, that, yeah, because the woman who deal. changed is one of the bosses. She's like the second boss. She's the second boss, yeah. correct. So when Alize sees her, you know, kind of freaks. Um, and um, yeah, so moving on, I suppose you've got the quest of rejoining all the Scions as you eliminate the Light Wardens. You return to Yulmore, finding out more about Vautry and let's do you want to talk about the Vautry aspect angle of all of this I guess it can lead into the Emmett Selleck uh situation but you've got a you got a a big fat man who's ruling Yulmore and it's a mystery of how this guy can handle what's happening here with all the the sin eaters and and he, how he they're can so. He apparently command sin eaters, and I'm like, what the fuck's up with that? Right? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yulmer and... society is terrifying. Basically, you have this rich and rich city, and everyone's just basically eating and drinking and making merry till the world ends. And then you have all the people on the outside. Hoping to get in. So to get in, right. you basically have to have a skill or something. And then they bring you in and they, um, you, you, you are now a servant for someone else. And hopefully your skill keeps you, you know, so they don't throw employed. you out, keeps you employed. So that little songstress who loses her voice, have you heard the theories on that? That she, she is a boss, isn't that she? She's like one of the pre, one of the bosses from somewhere. All of her attacks are music based, right? She's a singer. She's a little aura girl, like young woman. Doesn't look, looks like small to me, but mm-hmm. she loses her voice, and you do this quest: how do I get my voice back, or whatever? And then her patron is like, like, oh well, if you can't sing anymore, 
we'll just ask that you get what is the word they used? I don't know. It was something like was, elevated or you'll ascended. Get elevated, or yeah. You get ascended. We're gonna ask for you to be ascended. So basically, Yulmar is just like using people for fuel for sin eaters. And then mm-hmm. using sin eaters they're basically it's it's people. It's soil and grain. They're like soil using sin eaters sin eaters in the food and kind of keeping everyone under this hypnotic spell, right? Right. Yeah, it's 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 kind of, it's twisted and fucked up. I really right. loved how Alphano was like he used to like lose his temper and now he's the one in that one cutscene holding you back. Well, you just uh-huh. want to go and stab Lord whatever and he's like no. I felt like it was he had his nice little snide comments mm-hmm. too. Like oh, he yeah. was yeah. He had some really sharp comments. So, yeah. So, um we have that that whole Yulmore thing, but that really starts to conclude, you know, because we we're Emmett Selk repeatedly appears and follows us and claims, "I am only an observer. I am only mm-hmm. the observer." Uh, throughout, and he um, tells us things, and he reassures us that he's never lied to us. Yeah, and he, you know, he, he he's he's got some of the best scenes. I thought he was a at the end at the end of. Stormblood. When they started showing him, I thought he was a fucking clown, and I was oh, he was he was Kefka light. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy? Even when he first showed up in Shadowbringers, I rolled my eyes. I did too. I'm like, really? I was mad. Really? I was mad. I'm like, what the fuck, guy? I said audibly, what the fuck, when Mm -hmm. he showed up. Mm-hmm. And and even when he came back in another cutscene, I'm like, oh, this guy again. It pulls you out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're like totally team Crystal Exarch at this point. Like mm-hmm. there's uh, – you've weighed. You've tested the Crystal Exarch. He's partied with you if you did the trust. Mm-hmm. You're like, you know what? This guy's cool. Is he Gratia he's or le- not? He's, le- we don't he's know. legit. How did the Crystal Tower get here? Yeah. Why is so he it's like here? I'm on board. I'm good with I'm, it. I'm, I'm, with, gu- I'm good I'm with, with it. Ya. So, like, yeah. you're invested, you're sold, you're building the Scion party back together, it's feeling good, and then Fuckface shows up. You're like, God. <laughs> I'm like, what the damn. hell does this asshole want? He's in oh the poster. I should have expected it, but I, I just, well, I didn't Ruby, want it. That to was happen. one of my questions. I think if you go back a few episodes of this podcast, when they first showed us the poster, I'm like, why is, why is, what was his name? Galvis. Emmett Salt. Well, no, so, uh, yeah, Solus. Solus. I'm like, why the fuck is Solus here? I understand, which is part of why I thought this was going to be so much. Listeners, this is not a Garlean patch. This is not a Garlean. Not even close. Not even close. Basically, it's, everything happens on the first. They give you a couple of like, not flash, side flashes. Right. Of, meanwhile, you know, Estinian is with Gaius and they're doing some shit on the source and it's kind of cool. And then, you know, not Xenos is there and, mm-hmm. and then Xenos is there. I mean, it's just, it's, I, I kind of like the fact that we didn't go back and have to experience this stuff. I think they, they dodged the fucking bullet that made me so mad in, in Stormblood where it's like, well, you do a little bit over here and then you do a little bit over there. And it just didn't, it didn't, I understand the in-game reasons for it. And I understand yeah. the lore reasons for it, but it, it didn't feel good. This felt much better. I think that they heard us loud yeah. and clear on that part. Uh, and that's why they did it this way. We said it last week. It's jarring to go from the first 
back to the source. It's very so to, weird. So to think that you would have to do partial Garlemald or wherever they would have sent us. Dealing and with the war would have not have been. Would not have been a good cohesive story. This story flew throughout. And this is one thing I'll say again and again and again is that with the trust system, this felt like a complete Final Fantasy game. A complete one-player Final Fantasy experience. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have to do the eight-man fights, which were fine anyway. I don't have an issue with it. But it felt like a cohesive Final Fantasy experience to the tune that people are saying it is one of the best Final Fantasies oh, ever people written. People are saying this is not only the best Final Fantasy fourteen expansion. They're saying it's the best MMO expansion. On top of that, they're saying this is the... This expansion is the best Final Fantasy game ever. Now, people's views might vary, but I'm like, you know, they hit a lot. It's top five, man. It's up there. It's up there. It's up there. Yeah. Well, and we're not even halfway through talking about the story, Uh, uh, you know, let alone. So um, so where are we at? We've – go up. Okay, so so you start in Lakeland, right? You go to Crystarium, you figure that shit out, and they send mm-hmm. you to Il Meg, and the f- the Fey folk. Oh my god, guys, Feyol is the best. Feyol. Oh is yes, so cool. let's talk and, about Feyol. She's amazing. Feyol herself or himself, we don't know. They self. They she referred to herself as she one time, but I I don't care. Uh, they don't look like they're either sex to me, so whatever. Uh, and then I I was so moved by. Even like I was doing gathering stuff in that zone. There's like those guys that those shrubs that look like people are people. Oh, okay. So thanks for flashing me back to this because there were some creepy, scary scenes in Fairyland. Fairyland is amazing. I did every quest that was out there, but there is some scary shit because Mm. they're they're borderline insane. Um, They're children. They're bored children. Yes, that's really it. They're bored children that don't, they don't know the extent of the damage that they, they do, and they think it's funny. Cruelty. They don't understand what they've done. Right, and so the the scene that the next gut wrenching, like oh my god, scene was when um, Ranjit and and company storm the fairylands, and they do the counterattack. And so all the Fey folk are out there. You've got the Numu, which were amazing. The Amaro, which were amazing. Uh, the Fwath, which are crazy. And the, the Pixies, the Fairies. And they were insane. So you've got soldiers that are being turned into leaf men right before your eyes. It is freaky. It is scary. And then their little Octorok from the Legend of Zelda looking faces, like their O faces on those bushes, it completely like changed it. Cause you're, you're going into the zone going, what are these cute little bushes? And then they're not cute little bushes. I did really enjoy the whole, go ahead and play with those invaders. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, and then you fight Tanya. That's next in the storyline, and I thought that was a no. The dungeon, the dungeon before it is kind right. of disturbing too, right? The drowned. Yes. Oh, yeah. The flaws are, oh are freaky. Yeah, they're, they're the spirits of drowned people or something. Yep. yep. And they want to drown you. It's just like wow. Everything here is trying to kill me. It's beautiful, but everything. I feel like Uri and Jay should have maybe warned me more. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you like, go. Where was my? Where was my 
Oh, by the way, everything here is going to try to kill you. <laughs> I mean, I, I liked that dungeon. Uh, I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've done that with trust yet because I didn't do trusts at all until I'd already finished the entire storyline. Mm. So I can't, I have to like run the first dungeon like four more times or six more times or some shit till I can actually move on to the next dungeon. But uh, anyway, so you have to do some quests and get all these items so that you can then go fight Titania, which storyline wise, I thought was a fun and interesting. And she's also dark and twisted. The king, yes. uh, you know, there's, I, I love the fight when you're doing it. And she's the right after you pull. I don't know if it's in the normal mode or it's in the extreme mode. And my cat complaining about it. But um, she's like you know, stay in play or whatever because the night is bright and you can sleep when you're dead. <laughs> you can sleep <laughs> like, when you're dead. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, you can. I thought it was a fun and interesting fight. Um, the EX was fun, too. Very Shakespearean. Very Shakespearean. The enemy um, names, everything. Everything, yeah. You have Puck and you have, you know, I don't remember all the names, but, yeah, it's... Midsummer's Night is Midsummer's the change. Yeah. yeah. Great she stuff. gets bored of being in the castle, and she pulls, she summons the ads, and they're all three giant or three. Why? Well, I actually really loved it because first you just fight three like small normal ads, and then she's like grow, grow or whatever after mm -hmm. you kill them. It's kind of the transition, and then they show up. They're three giant fucking trees on three sides of you know they're like separate on three sides. Yep. Yep. Right? I loved... I really liked that fight. And um, I thought it was fun and interesting. Uh, I love the music. I love the music even more, though, when I listen to it in my car or whatever. Yeah. But because I think when I'm playing the battle, I can't concentrate on the music. In fact, I a lot of times turn the background music way down. It, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got... Fa-la-la-la-la-la. Oh, I'm... Essie, I need you. I need y'all to post the actual lyrics to that because I can make up some of the words, but I can't make out all, all the words. Uh huh. So that so that's the uh, that's like the first two dungeons. Yeah, and uh, one thing I want to mention about the king's lore, as far as the king killed a light warden, but the only mm -hmm. the only person who can kill a light warden and make it through supposedly is the warrior of light, your main character. So right. when somebody else Our kills a, of light protects us. That's correct. But when anybody else kills a light warden, they may be strong enough to kill it. But the power of that light warden will overtake them and turn them into the next light warden. So you're fighting what would be a good king, but that has been changed to a light warden. So they're right. somewhat contained because I think there's an understanding of what they are. They're contained within the castle. But yes, that still one specifically, corrupted. that one specifically, I think is completely contained. Mm -hmm. I think they're locked in the castle, and that is what they are. I don't, I don't think their reach, you know, I, I, I think maybe that's part of why that zone is more about mischief than it's about, you know, sin eaters. Right. So I've I kind of wondered about that. <clears throat> Where do you go after that? I'm. You I go to Lahi. Lahi, you go to the the Great Wood. Uh, I love that song, by the way. I it is jarring coming out of something and hearing that, but but no, I love it. I love that song. I I like everything about it. I like the protectors of the wood. Mm -hmm. I like the parts where 
you know, there's there's ruins nearby, and the two blue-haired sisters, you know, summon up elementals yeah. to do something. I don't know. I that dungeon. I don't remember. Yeah, I remember it. It, it was fun and interesting. Yeah, this was, was. Um, I'm trying to think. This was the one that was more Karn-like. I guess it was like stone temple kind of stuff. I can hear the so, music in the my head. Quintana Ravel. So that's, that's right. uh, yeah, that's it, it. It's it's very uh, redstone and dark, and I think that's the one that has like the zappy things coming across. I don't know. Yeah, I had a good time in the zone. I had no issues. I loved the music. Um, I thought it flowed well. I liked. You know, I felt like I was in South Shroud. I kept thinking, like, is this mm, is this analog yeah, to South yeah. Shroud? Are there elementals here? Sure. Are there, where where are the Moogles? Right. Where are right. the Moogles? I don't we know. See, they we, are well, around. We've seen Moogles in promotional stuff. I'm trying to remember if we've there seen There was Moogles one time I saw a Moogle, and that was when I accepted the final hunt and Nutsy, the actual Moogle. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah from Final yeah, Fantasy Century Tactics Advance, who the, the clan is named after. Thank you for the well, shout and out. I knew that from 12, because I just rebought 12, right? Right. So yes, um, yes. But that's the only one I saw. They have blue palms, but that's that's the only purple uh, palms. weren't they purple? Eh, it was blue on my screen. Oh, it was but, blue. Okay, okay. Uh, so th- that's that's the most I've seen uh, out of them. There was something I wanted to say though about the Great Wood. Mm. You mean the, other than the Great Serpent of Ranka? Well, who could forget the Great Serpent well, and I, of Ranka? I loved when. Well, and it was sad when that one NPC died, but then they had the whole funeral with the stones. Oh, that see, that oh. was how beautiful they tie these things into the story together. The when stone, it came, and it came back later. I had no, no concept that that was going to come back later. No, not at all. But that how well it, this story was written that the stone that represented a life would be brought back to to be used as to crystals full of aether. Yeah, to power the uh, the giant golem that allowed you to to get to the get to uh, seventy nine dungeon to Mount Golg. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, incredible storytelling there. So uh, I really I enjoyed the forest uh, for what it was. Um, it was about religious factions uh, as well, and you also got a taste of Ishtola as a leader here, but also as some the first voice that is anti crystal exarch. That you hear in the story from one of those that you care about, you know, Emmett Selk might have been like, who is this crystal exarch that you blindly follow? But this is the first time that somebody that you actually care about is like, uh, yeah, I don't trust him. He uh, knows what, what too are much. His, what are his motivations? Right. Because that – yeah, that, and that comes back later. What are his motivations and why something – and I knew – well, it might have been a little further on. I knew there was something up between, you know, you you catch Lishtola and Orianje yeah. talking about you later, and it's like, oh. And it was complex because it's not just that, hey, the Warrior of Light may be experiencing light aether sickness and could potentially turn. We can't say the Blessing of Light mm-hmm. is going to save his life through five Light Wardens, right? You've got that discussion. But the other discussion is, Orianje, are you telling the fucking truth? Mm-hmm. Are you lying about well, what's going so, on? Well, here's the thing. I was unsurprised by the plot twist where Uriyanje may not have been yeah, telling you the whole story. we've seen him do this twice before. It's... Yeah, we've seen that before. I've come to expect it from him. I I do believe still his heart's in the right place and he means the best. We saw it again at the end of Eden, for spoilers, by the way. Yeah. 
he he's like, here's this information, but you know, don't share it, right? People yet, cause it be dangerous. So, so that was cool. Um, was the Quintana Ravel was that the dungeon that had where you had to like sneak around, or or was it the solo? Oh, it might it might have been the solo thing, where you had there was puzzles. You had to sneak around and notice which owl statue was facing the other way. Uh, and, right? Yeah, Do you remember that? Yeah. That's going back, right? I don't remember. <laughs> I I like binged this game for four days that when the patch came out. So they did pepper in a lot of these solo quests, and we're skipping over a lot of stuff like that, mm-hmm. mainly because I forget. But there were a lot of little peppered in portions where you played as other stuff. There were portions where you played as other people. Um, yep. There were times that you played as other characters and you got to use, you know, Runk and Fire and things of that nature. So, Holmister Switch, Dawn Meg, the Quintana Revel, Melka's Well, I can't remember why we were there or what we needed from it. Was that to get the Soul Stone or whatever for that? So you could push the cart? Was that was that what it was about? Yeah, that, I think that one had to do with the heart of the... the, heart uh, for the- I want, I want to say mammoth, but it's not. It's the, uh. No. I can't think of what it is either. Oh, I know, because it's Talos. Because I have the game Talos Principle, and the game's yeah. awesome. Yes. So, Mount Golg, uh, before you get to Mount Golg, so after, so between the level 77 and the 79 dungeon, the storyline moves on, and basically you go and, like, fuck up Yolmar. Right? Yeah. Isn't that where you go raid Yolmar, and you're like, be free, and, Lord, what's his face? Like flies off or whatever. Yeah, you scare the shit out of him, and uh, and he escapes. Have we? Okay, yeah, because we've gone through Armorang. That was the the dungeon we just did, and so now we're like, okay, we've got a mountain that has broke the tip off. It's floating in the air, and there's a palace there. up here. Something's going on. How do we get there? And they say, well, we can't fly. There's tons of sin eaters flying around. And, I mean, obviously you can't walk or teleport. What do we do? Mm-hmm. And they have the idea, and, what and, if... And, Go ahead. Well, and it's surrounded by sin eaters. That's the whole yes, story, right? Yes, You can't You can't fly there. We were going to, like, try to use Yilmer's airships, and that's shown in a cool cutscene why that doesn't work. And they're like, you can't climb the mountain because you won't be able to defend yourself, and you can't teleport up there. So what are we going to do? And this is when some people didn't like it. I was cheering. Where basically all the people for the last uh, nine levels w- showed up to help you, right? All the, you know, you, you've, you've freed your own more. I love what's his name and his wife. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he turned out to be like a, a stone worker that knew about Talos's and, um, you know, all the other people from all the other places showed up to help you and support you. And, well, and he was uh, really like the analog to Sid Garland, right? Mm-hmm. Like he was Kinda. the deadless stoneworks is the is the ironworks, you know? So it is, but he had a completely different personality instead of being, uh, you know, strong he person. So he was so insecure. You had the you had the little cutscene where you're having to work with work him through oh, his fears and anxiety. You have to like rally him. Yeah, it. yeah. It's insane. Um, and so uh, you finally get him on board. And this is the only part of the story that I felt like it jumped the shark a little bit. Is how the fuck did they get this robot built so quickly in such a short period of time? I realize it's not built with metal. It's just kind no, of the stones. I feel like they should have given you another 
another dungeon in here or had you do something else, something that would have shown the passage of time. Cause I, I was kind of with you that everyone showed up to help you, but then it was just like suddenly. No long cutscene, no something that shows the passage of time. Give me a, a montage. Something, an 80s yeah, montage. A montage. Maybe with a side trick. I love his wife, by the way. Yes. She's a huge fat kitty. I think they make one not even mean fat joke. But she is so supportive and loving to her husband. And he loves her so much. It's just adorable. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, you eventually do build the giant Talos and you, it grabs Mont Gold and that dungeon. Oh my God. It's so pretty. They showed it to us in, uh, uh, patch notes. I think uh, it's the golden city with a lot of greenery and whatever. And you fight a lot of sin eaters. Uh, I thought all the bosses there were cool. You do have the Rubik's cube boss, which I love by the way. Yeah, that one's cool. Every time I went in there with someone new, they're like, are we fighting a Rubik's cube? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, we are. I don't know. I thought it was just a well-designed way. It, it it didn't show you everything explicitly, but if you could, you know, think on your feet, you figured it out really fast. And that's the dungeon, I think, where the last boss in, in Mount Gulg is that female, and I think that's the one where all of her uh, abilities are musical. I haven't gone back there in a while. And that's the one where people are assuming that it's that singer who lost her voice and was ascended. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that was cool. And then at the top is, what's his name? Uh, Valtteri. And, and then he, he transforms into innocence. And I don't mm. know why that surprised me, but it did. Yeah. And then we find out the truth about Valtteri himself is that he's part man, part sin eater. Um, con- uh, concocted as such in the womb as a contingency plan uh, for the failed attempt of the Asians to destroy the first or to meld the first with with the uh, with the source. So this was Emmett Selk's plan by uh, making a half man, half sin eater creation that he would just take you know, the rest of the population into the light with him and, and be done with it. And basically you have a a child who's being told that he's the savior. You're a god. Yeah. Of the world. And so Vautry is, is fed on on lies as well as meal. <laughs> <laughs> I have felt sorry for him. Even in the innocent, he turns out to be innocence, which surprised me. I don't know why it should have been more obvious to me, but I, I don't, I don't think he knew he did anything wrong, but he has no basis of comparison. He, he was told since birth, you are a God and this is what you're going to do. And I, I really think he kind of in a way was thinking he was doing right by keeping all of this in balance, right? Yes. He was supporting the the living people and he was letting it work well with the sin eaters and, you know. But, I mean, he had a sadistic streak for sure. Sure. And he was a whiny little crybaby with tantrums, but I don't know how he could have been anything else. But keep keep that in mind. And, and listener, keep what Yelta said in mind about he believed he was right. Mm-hmm. Wholeheartedly. Vautry believed he was correct in all that he did. 
All right. So he wasn't the bad guy in my in his mind. I fully think he might have been a bit cruel and he might have been whatever, but I don't think he really thought. He, I think he thought he was saving people. Right. Does anybody in Shadowbringers think they're the bad guy? Well, most bad guys don't, and that's a good written <laughs> villain. Yeah, they're on the right side of things. The Innocence fight was awesome. I thought it was kind of cool. It was, it was pretty easy, but and there were waves and waves of uh, ads, which I think some people complained about. But again, I just want to reiterate: they did what I hoped, and they made it so the storyline boss had stuff in it. So he has the two phases of his fight, but then when you go farm him in the EX mode, it's just the more straightforward one. It doesn't do, it's only innocence you fight. Uh, the ad phase is just three ads. It's not waves of ads or whatever. So I'm really appreciative that they're like, well, you're learning and farming this EX fight. We're not going to hold you up. And then I, Ruby, after after defeating Innocence, I'm like, well, now what? That felt like it should have been the culmination of stuff. That should have been it. Right, you're talking about right after Innocence, right? It made you feel like this was right. the end yeah, of I'm the like, story. Well, well, now I'm like, well, literally in my mind, I'm like, well, I'm only level seventy nine. Right. Um, and, and, and like I'm like, and I've defeated Innocence, but I thought there were six zones. Right. So now right. What? Now what? And this story takes you so many cool places. It that whole sixth zone, you have to go find the fairy version of Bismarck, right. which I thought was amazing and fun. Um, so I'm already just like in wonder for going there, and you and you show up there, and you, and there's like an NPC tribe there basically, and you're you're dealing with them, and you're examining, you know old buildings and everyone's like i don't know man and then i can't ever remember what the quest you do and then you find out there's a there's a whole city that doesn't belong down here it's wild it's it's massive um there the the i don't know what that the the undo i think undo um which are basically the fish guys, the Sagan, um, are like, we're seeing lights. The city has been turned on, whatever. And, and you're like, what? What are they talking about? And this is the city in their underwater world, which has been kind of disrupted by Bismarck and his mm-hmm. giant bubble he's blown. Um, there's a There's a city that's lit, and they say, can you go look into it? Now, mind you, you're looking for something here because – after you beat Vautry, that last and final Light Warden's power goes into the Warrior of Light, and you're sick. You can't contain it. You can't it. contain it. Yeah. And Emmett Selk comes out. Now, this is this is the next time he comes out, and, and no longer is he Mr. Observer mm-hmm. uh, here. He is taunting. In fact, he, he shoots <laughs> the Crystal Exarch, um, who is there to save you. Um, the Crystal Exarch reveals that he knew what was going to happen at this point and reveals that he is going to take the light upon himself to save the Warrior of Light because he has – he's known the Warrior of Light. Um, and this is the beginning of the reveal of who the, the Crystal Exarch truly is. But this plan is stopped because 
Emmett Selk appears, shoots the Crystal Exarch, states what his plan is. And no longer Observer. We're we're now we're now in it because the Warrior of Light is disrupting Plan B. He's disrupting the fact that he cannot get this world completely over to the light and put this plan back on track of the worlds colliding, the rejoining, right? Yeah. But he says, Gay, look look me up, Warrior of Light. You're about to turn into the greatest sin eater this world has ever known. And before you go on your bloodthirsty conquest that none will defeat you, come and commiserate in my lair. I'll protect you. In fact, I'll, I'll grant you uh, protection and privacy while you change. So he invites you, and you go. Well, he, he's like, you're fucked, so just come hang out with yeah, me while you go Yeah, come with me. It. Of yeah. course, he wants to see you turn mm-hmm. because it's the culmination of this plan. plan. Um, and and you think about it, but there's some dialogue with the Warrior of Darkness and a touching scene. Um, this is where I, I, I teared up um, because – I, I knew there would be a connection between the Warrior of Darkness and Warrior of Light, and they really solidify this this connection um, uh, right after um, Yulmore uh, mm-hmm. and and Mount Golg. So, well, we didn't talk ahead. about that at all. So, the story from the beginning kind of does, you know, events, 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 and now you need to rest. They basically send you back to your in room all the time in the Crystarium, and you know ghost warrior is hanging out there and you you know you repeatedly every few levels have this you know private conversation with him he what's his name ardbert ardbert he's he's like a ghost he his friends are gone he basically wanders around and haunts the first but he can't touch anything and no one can see him so uh, you can see him. So every few quests, you come back to your room and you have this touching conversation with him and he describes stuff and he talks about stuff. And I feel, do you, do you remember way back when the first Warrior of Darkness arc came and we're like, Ugh, they resolved that too quickly and I don't understand what was going on. And apparently it was just like, you know, I, I wasn't satisfied by it. But knowing what I knew then, and then now having these discussions with uh, him, you know, in between quests, you know, this this becomes a major plot point in the game. Mm-hmm. Huge. Yeah, I remember it was like that. What was it like three two three yeah, three we're something like, what? like that? They're, they resolved it so fast. I'm like, I was unsatisfied. And then you see the moon, and we've been pining for the moon ever ever since that happened. Thankfully, we. Do get to see a little culmination of what's happening. We saw the moon again. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so here we are, headed toward Emmett Emmett Selk. We see this crazy city, and we see the inhabitants who are giants. They're huge. They're huge. They all they look like birdmen. Well, well, and there's an explanation in game. So basically, they're all the same because. If you're different, you are asking for envy and whatever, and yeah, you know. But they're huge, and as a Lalafell, they're so huge. So I was tickled, honestly. I was super tickled when I was seeing other people's screenshots with their like hairs and stuff, and I'm like, see, and they all treat you like a tiny child. They believe you're a child. 
Yeah. And and there's there's some lore in there. There's lore that discusses why we use crystals to craft. Right? That whole robe crafting part. Yeah, the it turns out, you know, Emmett Sucks people were creators. They basically existed and create anything they could think of. And Emmett Selk mm-hmm. created this giant city that was basically an echo of history, an echo of the past. Right. And uh, you, you actually do quests for these memories, basically. It's it's kind of – it's just jaw-dropping when you're doing it. And there is there is one who apparently knows what he or she is. They yes. know they're like they're, – they're aware that they're just a shade – and they sit by you and talk to you while you're waiting at the DMV, which is what everybody calls it. Yes. So, and, and you know, they say something, which brings me back to an earlier thing where Emmett Selk is saying some offhand comment. And he's like, but don't, or don't you remember? And I'm like, I almost went to Google because I'm like, I don't remember. It was all just like foreshadowing. Apparently, you know, they, you know, this, this. What are they called? Even they're not Asians at that point. Asians. No, they're Amerotians. Amerotians. Yeah, something to that. So, so the one that's self-aware is like, you know, they they recognize you at some level, Mm -hmm. and that that was really weird. And they're like, oh, that's a kind of a fitting thing to happen to her. It probably says him if you're playing a male. But you know, it's I'm like, well, what the fuck am I at that point? Right. How many how many times in this game in the last six years have you done something and someone says, "What are you?" Right. So that's really kind of where you're like, well, what the fuck am I? Yeah, yeah. That's the final what the fuck. I think mm-hmm. honestly, of this expansion, it's the kind of the final what the fuck. But before we get to that, what the fuck, we've got. A complete what the fuck situation going on in this city. So it's an echo of the past, but what happened? And and we did find uh, during Minfi, uh, sorry, during Ishtola's portion of the adventure in the Great Wood, and just after is you find out more about Ho- uh, Zodiac and Hydalin uh, and how they're two primals, and the story gets really foretold here. And and this is kind of the meat of the story. And I don't. I, we can spend forever on this or mm. as little time. But I think this is where you get to the real meat of what's going on behind the scenes. That eighty percent of what we know about Zodiac and Eidolon, uh is that basically this world was doomed from within, and Amarat uh, was failing. Dooms were happening, and you experience this through the eighty dungeon um, calamities that really culminate with a final calamity and to to avert uh this calamity um they had to summon a primal <laughs> they summoned yeah, th- yeah. zodiac, zodiac. Yeah, to just be like fix this shit for us dude stop it now whether this is a problem of their own making that's that's where this gets I'm, I'm real still two minds of philosophical that. right so part of part of it kind of is described like well something happened and people had fear and then with their fear, they basically used creation magics that made their nightmares, right? So yeah. that's, that's part of it. But then it's like, well, what? I don't, I don't think it's really answered completely. But something something freaked them out, and then 
All hell broke loose. I, I am on the belief, and I'm waiting for the Lord Gods to come out. There's probably videos even mm-hmm. now, but but I, I haven't researched. I'm on the impression that the world was unraveling due to overusage of the creation magic. Somehow there was an unwinding of the natural laws of the world and that small calamities were happening across the planet. But mm-hmm. their apathy uh, with whatever the plight is of any other part of the world, the those in Amarat or in that main city – didn't care. They discussed this uh, through the story, through some of these quests, that there's a problem over here. Well, you know, let's discuss it. Let's debate about it. They don't I, act. I don't they think, debate. I don't think they've ever had adversity before. That's really how I felt about it. I felt they were, they were, they came into being and they were whole and they were a community and I think nothing bad happened to them. Sure. And then something bad happened to them and they're like, Ooh, interesting. We'll study this. And then right. Say, oh, Instead no. of really solving an issue, you know, and I and I do think if there were issues with creation magic, they knew nothing other than the continued use of creation magic to counter the problem, like a fight fire with fire sort of situation that was not doing them any favors. That plus, I think, the fear aspect, because you do find that these dooms that you fight mm-hmm. are the fears of the of of Amarat that are made manifest through rogue creation magic, they couldn't control themselves. Whether it's partially the fabric of nature un- unraveling, or, or just just their overactive imaginations, but there's something that had to stop it, right? So this this uh, these fourteen, right? These fourteen individuals, and maybe really thirteen, because one possibly well, walked well, away. It, it start it started with thirteen, it sounds like, and they mm-hmm. added a fourteenth. And then, like, they summoned Zodiac, and then they made sacrifices, right? So the they had to sacrifice, what, half of half the, population the population voluntarily sacrifice themselves to stabilize whatever. And it does. And it does. But that, apparently, then they decided to sacrifice half again to repop. Well, they, I think that what happened is they sacrificed people, and then they wanted to undo the sacrifice. And Zodiac would let them do that. They had to sacrifice other lives. I think right. is what's happened. Right? Yeah, so, it, I, it's basically you've you've created a blood god, and you have to continue to sacrifice to the blood god to get anything done. But you haven't really. You may have solved that calamity issue, but it said even after the calamity, plants were wilting, crops wouldn't grow, things were still wrong. Yeah, and, life life was. It, they fixed the immediate problem. But it, they didn't actually, you know, fix global cl- change mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> right. So they sacrificed the first time. We're privy to sacrifice a second time, which made others think something's wrong. This is not right. This is, yeah, this isn't working. For the first time, you have a faction, a sundering, if you will, of Amarat society. And so now half of the population want a different solution, and that half wants Heidelin. Their choice is to make something more powerful to counter, to balance. Yeah, they wanted the light to the dark. The light to the dark. And so to have that, though, did they not also have to sacrifice half of themselves? So that half had to sacrifice Well, I think there was some sacrifice. I've heard some discussion on what that sacrifice meant. But the the people who were sacrificed originally to Zodiac sounded like they were voluntary anyway. Right. 
And I think there were I don't think anybody was voluntold other than when they started factioning. Um I think once that half of the population broke, then half of those two halves <laughs> committed suicide or sacrificed themselves over to their god, which brings them both back up again for their final showdown. So you you have decimated multiple times your your that's not the right word, but you have faction fractioned your population multiple times to summon gods um and that in turn creates the sundering which separates the source into 14 visions and you have the issue that the Asians have today so only three survived uh, or were not sundered and those three are emmet selk lahabrea and elidibus and so those are your those are your core three that are are trying to solve the plan. In fact, I went back and I, I researched La Habrea today, and his dialogue fits throughout. He's talking mm. in 2.0 about ending this fake world and bringing his god back and and all of the above. And uh, it's been written on the wall for a long time, but now we're finally putting all the pieces together. Um, so well, you have to remember that their plan. Is to cause calamities. Right. To make the world crash back into the source, right? So every time a calamity happens, all of these souls that were split into, is it 14 pieces? Yeah. Every 12,000 years ago, everything was split into 14 pieces. That's, That's all animals, all plants, all people. All souls were split into 14 things. None the wiser. It's almost like you woke up and you're like, hmm, part of myself seems missing. But there's 14 identical worlds. You just feel a little different when you woke up that morning. So all of the calamities we've had on the source are other realities being basically pushed their aether, you know, too much water, too much wind. Uh, The dark... World of Darkness is special. That one is my understanding that they did it too fast. It's a failed experiment. And it, it never actually returned darkness to the source. It basically just collapsed. Mm-hmm. I think it's still there. But um, so – Yeah, I, I don't know the full plan, but I feel like there's a timing issue or something. Like you have to put enough turmoil on the source for them to have a pull for, for the Aether and you over-aspect – one of the shards, and it creates that connection that melds the two. So they got to be fucking around on the source as well. Well, not, well, they have to fuck around on the source, but I feel like it has more to do with the the shard has to be tipped the scales. I think it has to be overwhelmed with an an element, and then I think it has to be to the point where they can basically, you know, pop a bubble. And it goes flooding back to the source. Mm-hmm. That's really how I envisioned it when he was talking about it. But, um, yeah, so how many calamities have we had? Uh, so, several of them worked. The one with the World of Darkness, that was that the 13th shard? That, yeah, the World of Dark, yeah, that's, that's, that's the 13th shard. That one did not work. We've had, we've had seven, but I don't under, I don't know if they consider the, the Sundering as the first calamity. No, I don't think so. I think the calamities are only when they crash back together. So I think so. The Asians plan is: we do all these sunderings, we make all the thirteen crash back into the source, and then all of us will be whole again. Mm-hmm. And 
this is where we have a difference of opinion with Emmett Selk, and some of us are kind of like, I kind of get it. Emmett Selk doesn't feel like anyone who is a part of the Shard who hasn't collapsed back into their real full person. They're not real life, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's really what's, to me, so deep about this is... Oh, yeah. His plan, the Ashen's plan is we need to fix this. And the rest of us are like, well, we're not broken. We're alive. And they're like, no, you don't even know. I feel like I'm a parent. And you tell a a 14-year-old that it doesn't really matter that some boy doesn't like her in high school because it's not going to matter later. Right. None of this matters. And that's where I feel like Emmett Selk is like a parent who's like, but you don't understand. You're not even living a real life today. If you mm-hmm. let me do my shit, I will make you whole. I will make everyone whole. Mm-hmm. But then it also the Essence plan is to then sacrifice the living beings to basically let Zodiac bring their friends back. Yeah, so and that's, that's what they want. That's the ultimate plan. It ain't really like, I really want to bring all the people back together to make that. No, he wants to bring his people back together. You all are just... fractals fuel Fuel. you're fuel that's exactly it you are you are fuel for for the summoning of their god he's tempered blood blood for the blood god i mean you know zodiac's like yeah i'll bring all your friends back if you and they've been playing the fucking long game think about it that's that's what makes me so sad for mxl is like how many thousands of thousands of years how many hundreds of lifetimes where all he really wants is his friends back Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here we have another villain, quote unquote. People would argue he's not. Um, who is doing something out of what he believes is a nobility or a love for his people. Love. It's his people. I I think and, and nothing everything that's been sundered, all the shards are not real, right? Right. This he's false like, star. If you just just let me fix you. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's for love of his people, and that's the writing of this whole entire expansion has been everything everyone does is out of friendship and love, and I don't know. Yeah, we and and just to divert a little bit there, we talked about this before the podcast started, and many have have pointed this out that the, the names of your light wardens are all names of love in Greek, um, and the virtues, the names of those role quests. The enemies you fight are the four virtues uh, from Greek literature. So you, you've got a lot of virtue – virtue signaling. Kidding. Um, but you do have <laughs> – you have a lot of love. Love is the theme to this. I, I believe Ardbert and the Warriors of Darkness, they believed what they were doing was right to the bitter end uh, until the flood of light came. People had good intentions every way through, whether they're right or wrong – um, I guess that's a philosopher's or, or some moralist's uh, game to play. We're not going to discuss that here, but it's hmm. uh, it's interesting to see. I, I read a lot of Reddit comments that were Team Emmett Selk, and no, I don't mm. mean thirsty for for his hotness. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of thirst. I, I don't understand. I don't know. I don't get it, or the thirst for uh, 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 Zenos. 
I just he does that one. I don't get. He, I'm like he just wants to kick your ass. Why would you want to cuddle those with that? Betty Davis okay. eyes or whatever he's huh. got? I don't those sleepy eyes. I don't. This just doesn't turn me on. He's but um, too greasy. Yeah. So um, here we are. So we you get to have a final showdown with Emmett Soak. He's sick of the whole thing. You you, you approach him in his domain. You you go through Amarat. You see what the calamities are, and he tells you the full story. And he's like, "Enough! I'm going to kick your ass." So he becomes Hades, and we fight Hades, and uh, we win. Hopefully, we win, or it's the end of your story. And um. He he has a line in this, and this is this is the next gut wrenching thing. Um, he says, "Remember me, and remember my people. If there's anything from this, remember we lived." Uh, and and he and he's gone, as far as we know. Um, it's sad. It really is sad because you have a you have a enemy uh, with true motivations, and and them believing that they're good. But well, even before that is one of the my favorite lines. I have to find it. When when you're before Hades comes out, you're overwhelmed with the light you've absorbed, and you're basically dying. Yeah. What does he say? If you could take one more step, could you do it? Ardvert says, and he basically combines with you at point, that point. You're mm. now one. You're you're now one more soul, less broken than everyone else. Yes. What does he say? If you could take one more step, could you do it? Would you? Yeah, it's something like if you could take one more Tell step. Tell me, if you had the strength to take one more step, could you save the world? And he basically sacrifices his even spiritual, you know, form. And he, when he holds out that axe, power you! Oh my God! That's the that's the tearjerker. That's when waterfalls. Uh, yeah, so Ardbert gives you his axe, and, and, uh, is it before or after when Emmett Selk sees you and is like, no? Oh, no, it's after that. Okay. I want to talk about that again, too, because, uh, Emmett Selk first asks you, or don't you remember, and then you talk to, hi, whatever her name is, she's, she's the, she's the Asian, not Asian, whatever, that, is self-aware mm-hmm. and she's like oh that's a you know a fitting fate for her soul you know and then you're right at the end there and you're you know basically you know having a shouting match with Emmett Selk and he looks back at you he doesn't see you he sees one of them he sees one of his people so you're very obviously a splinter of one of them and he he at that point recognizes your soul yes he sees just having two of the 14 salt parts of the soul put together well no it's more than that because i think that the theory is all the calamities that happened we've already oh have incorporated we're like, six we're like or seven, seven out of eight seven we're, like, of eight. we're okay. like seven or eight or something at this point so each of the calamities really makes us stronger in that sense although we were probably not born till after the fifth or the the, the sixth but we don't know what well but we don't don't know who we are right the warrior of light has never They've woken up on a carriage, or they, mm-hmm. right? So if you if you go back to any even the 1.0 stories, 
You don't know who the fuck you are. It's true. You don't know where you came from. Anyway, so yeah, you fight. You fight Emmett Selk as Hades. You beat his ass. It's it's pretty fun. Where uh, you know the lore actually says where the other seven people come to do the fight. The crystal excerpt summons you from beyond the void. The, the rest of them from beyond the void, and that that fight's fun as hell too. Do you so after you do that Amara dungeon mm-hmm. and you do that cutscene and the Shadowbringers song shows up? Mm-hmm. Did you just about cry? <laughs> yeah, I okay. So I did and I didn't, and this is one thing that I allowed. Uh, my mind, my imagination to go a, a wrong direction. And, and it's because I had listened to the music very closely. I thought that the the interpretation of the lyrics of the female vocalist um, talking about um, – I can't think of the lyrics right now. But that she sings a song and then she sings it again and it's louder and it's the Stand Tall song, right? Um, there's a line in there about um, like this time – will make amends where the previous lyric was in time will seek amends. And I was hoping that the warrior of darkness, I I was hoping Ardbert was going to get to either be brought back to life or some, or another chance or to start their life over again or something like that. Now, mind you being rejoined (laughs) to your, you having your soul rejoined is, is a good thing too. Um, but, I was thinking it was going to go a different direction than that. So I was a little disappointed that they didn't live, but they kind of did because they had their own like happy cut scene at the end. Um, and again, he's a part of you, right? So he, he lives on. Oh yeah. They be a part of us now. So, so that pretty much wraps it up except for you win the game and you go back to, to the Crystarium, and you talk to the Crystal Exarch, and I love when you get to call him by name. I love it later when you finish the storyline and go back and show him the minion. Yes. Have you done that? Show him the minion? Oh no, I haven't yes. done that. Yeah, well, you don't have to have the minion out. If you go, if after you finish the storyline, go back into the Crystarium, or back into the Crystal, crystal Tower, and, and interact with him and show him the minion. It's just fucking adorable. Wow, I'm going to do it's, that. And it's a, yeah, it's a text. You don't actually have to have the minion out. So That's fantastic. Oh, but And that's not even it. We have two more dungeons after that, the Academia Anir. That basically talks about so the, the, the city that exists in an echo, a memory, apparently can still affect the outside world. And you have to go in there and uh, put down some bad things. That one's okay. I like that all right. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of that zone, so there is the one NPC you have to visit. And if you haven't done a role quest all the way through, you have to go do a role quest all the way through. Uh-huh. Male NPC living on his own in an airlock underwater. Who, who did he remind you oh, of? Oh, yeah. Right? You yeah. You do the role quest. That's, that's like... Okay, so I, first of all, I really appreciate that this game didn't pull any of that, like, alternate reality versions of whoever. People kept being like, oh, we're going to see Hiroshifant again. And I'm like, bitch, that stuff split 12,000 years ago. You're not going to. He's not there. But the only, yeah, the only NPC that really reminds you of someone on the source is this NPC. 
I think he's going to probably have something to do with the uh, probably relic weapons, mm-hmm. right? Right. So um, his name was like Geralt, G- G- Geralt something. Not, it wasn't Geralt, but but, but it was something. Yeah, <laughs> but it was something. He, he's he's similar, but not the same guy. Got the so, long hair. That's that right. is different. Yeah. So. I, he went drinking. That, 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 I thought I thought drinking. we might bring him a drink, I'm though. Like, bring, I was... Let me bring you a beer. <laughs> but wasn't there one that was similar to Rowena, too? I think her name was something close to it. I thought there was a I girl that was similar to Rowena. Um, yeah, it's um, it's funny. They they did some of that at Liberty, but they didn't do too much of it, right? So that wasn't... If they had overdone it, I would have been crabby. It, it... I'm like, according to your lore... The shit broke off twelve thousand years ago. It'd be eye-rolling. Well, and that's the other thing people are talking about. As uh, you know, in some of these different zones, there are mobs where you're like, "Oh my god, this stuff is you know native to the first. And I'm like, "No," and they talk about in the story the world split off twelve thousand years ago. Basically, evolution had happened. The mobs existed. Yes. So what really happened is. The mobs are existent in either both worlds or all the worlds or, you know, they talked about, well, why? So you go back to the cave paintings where they talked about the um, uh, Heidelin and oh, my brain. Zodiac. Zodiac being the original two primals and why don't these cave paintings exist on the source? And it's like, because the calamities happen to the source. Every time a shard blinks out of existence, there's a calamity on the source. Or maybe we haven't dug down that deep somewhere or whatever. How, like, how come Tempest doesn't exist and there's no city of Asians on the, on the source? Well, because it's been crashed into seven different times and, and things... Things get destroyed. And, and they it, say well, that. And it might be there. It might just be so far deep we've never seen it. Right. We couldn't swim. Do you remember? We couldn't swim originally on the source. That's that's true. Think think about that for a minute. You know, that's, I don't know. So I, I thought that was very interesting, mm-hmm. though. You know, I everything existed on all 14 worlds when it was broken apart. Right. Identical. You know? You're waking up 14 times out of your same bed on the day that that happened, yawning, going, I feel odd today. Think of an echo of 14 voices. Mm -hmm. I I feel odd today. And then one of you takes a shit. The other makes breakfast. The other falls (laughs) and breaks their head and dies. Whatever. But you've got 14 different realities going on in different evolutions. 12,000 years ago. That's what people forget. They're like, but how are you the same slice of soul? I'm a girl and Ardvart's a boy. And it's like, well, no, it's 14,000 years ago that shit happened. The soul apparently flowed through a different family line. I don't know. And I, I, and I think that there's something to that, too. I think that there's going to be some deeper lore about... You know who we are, mm-hmm. and I, I have to explain that more. For I, sure. I think it's going to come back to we were, you know, on the council or something that we were. Most people think we are the fourteenth. The fourteenth council, council member split off to summon Heidelin. That's and right. That's where we have the blessing of light. Yeah, so we're gonna get we're gonna get more of that, but um, I hope so. I really hope so. 
I don't I don't know how much more I want to talk about Shadowbringers. So is there any other topic before maybe we I, switch? I want to mention one thing that kind of has to do with Eden, but it has to do with Shadowbringers. If you do Eden, spoilers, but at the very end, they're, the, the Scions are like, well, eventually we're going to have to go back to the source. Right. Right, so they know. They know. Uh, I do. Let, We're hopeful let's anyway. The twinning, let's talk about the twinning for a minute. The dungeon. Oh yes. Best dungeon, please. Yeah. So the twinning has like this unauspicious quest that gets you go there. They're like, oh, some shit's going crazy in the crystal tower on the first. You go in there, and all of a sudden, you are hit with what music? Oh my fucking god! I'm like, this is like. Yeah, you hear Omega music mixed like in with Omega the Crystal Tower the music. Crystal Tower music, and I'm like, you're in the Crystal Tower, and you and there, you know the the place you usually when you're on that floor of the Crystal Tower, you re- usually run here and here. That's blocked off, so and it looks different, and and we're like, what are all these boxes? And this looks <laughs> like you know, this looks like you know, Garlean, not Garlean, uh, Ironworks, yeah, storage containers. I'm like, I don't understand. Well, and it was their contingency plan, right? Because the the eighth calamity did happen in Gratia's universe, the Crystal Exarch, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um, when, after that eighth calamity, you know, Sid Garland survived and rallied the Ironworks troops, those that survived, and they made a plan to investigate the Crystal Tower and to, to hopefully use the secrets to do something to to solve the problem. And and time was the issue to send it through time and space and they woke up Gratia when they got in and it took it took many years it was like what hundreds of years 300 years it's, something. it's my it's my understanding that, that the calamity happened they decided they had to unmake it yes right so i i don't i don't feel like they woke up according to one of those logs they didn't wake up Gratia then they researched alexander for time travel they researched omega for dimensional travel mm-hmm. they looked into the crystal tower for its history and power and whatever and gratia was asleep in the crystal tower at this point mm-hmm. and they, they they came up with a plan the plan was time and dimensional travel so gratia was asleep in the crystal tower they basically used time and dimensional magic to bring him back and put it where it is right now right now in game today on the first at the Crystarium, it just appeared one day. And then Grahatir woke up, and he has spent a hundred years trying to figure out what the fuck to do. And some of that is summon scions and try to find the warrior of light. <laughs> yeah. And, and make shit happen. But there is some stuff still in the Crystal Tower that old experiments, I don't know... I, most of it didn't really hit me other than the music until I hit that last boss. You get in that last room and there's the different viewports. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I was, I watched the cutscene and I went in and the music changed and I'm like, are we in Alexander? What the fuck? Yeah. And then, you know, you look at the different viewports and I'm like, well, that's from the Omega Raid or that's from the Crystal Tower Raid or that's from Alexander or whatever. And I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. And then you fight something that's not Alexander. He's called what the, t- t- uh oh, a ty- tycoon. Ty- tycoon. So you fight the tycoon, which has the Ironworks label emblazoned on its yes. side, right? 
you know, and I'm like, okay, so they had to experiment with some shit to make this whole time travel thing work. And it's apparently gone, you know, crazy. So we have to go deal with it. I loved the fact that it was that fight, that music, but different. It was really fun and really cool to me. A little bit confusing, right? So I know the safe spaces to stand on when, you know, Alexander's doing his shit. And then it's like, oh, no, this isn't Alexander. This is the tyrant. (laughs) I'm like, oh, fuck. Not near as bad as Alexander was. No. Well, Alexander was a raid. This was a dungeon. But I... And I watched Ruby. I never go watch other people's experiences in. I never rewatch cutscenes. I watch everything from Amarot over to the end again. I never watch other people's reaction videos. I watch it. Was it Ethis? Ethis? Oh, Ethis. Ethis. Yeah, Ethis. So I watched his like blind run in there and reaction video. And I'm like, dude, that was my reaction. I'm like, I just. Loved it so much. It they play the fucking long game when they write this, and it and it feel it, it can sometimes feel unsatisfying at the time. But I honestly, they they are like all this stuff worked together to make happen what happened to you. My biggest fear is where the hell do they go now? Yeah, I I, I don't know. Well, apparently they're going outside of. Eorzea, or if it will, <laughs> of the of the first, and are stepping off into the into the white the, blank the space. Wasteland. Yeah, whatever it's called. So, I can't remember. So, so you know, we might be, and uh, I guess we're moving into the Eden empty. spoilers a little bit, yeah. right? So here's your Eden spoiler alert. Eden spoilers. Eden spoilers. Eden spoilers. All right, um, we're kind of moving into a place where we're trying to bring the the ethereal balance back in the rest of the world. We may have more places to explore in 6.0 if it goes that direction. So Eden, right? So Eden didn't knock my socks off. It kind of went where I expected it to, but I was satisfied. The last two fights were really fun. The first fight really was like, great. eh. So, so basically we know that 100 years ago, the flood of light was stopped by Minvelia, ghost Minvelia. And... It had basically eaten up. What did they say? He gave Orianjay said a percentage. Nine tenths. It's like nine tenths of the world is just fucking dust right now. No ether, not nothing. It's just it's just gone. It's just just white dust. And uh, but not Minfield Rain. Rain is like I feel something out there. Let's go check it out. So that's what you do, and you. Apparently have a sand speeder. I don't know what the hell you have. <laughs> they found you, it in the crystal tower. Yeah. So you. So the warrior of light and Orion J cuddle in the back seat while uh, uh, Rain rides shotgun and um, oh fuck, my brain just shut off. <laughs> anyway, Thancra drives. And you drive for a while, and, you know, they make it very clear you can't stay here very long, and they pitch two giant tents, and they're like, there's, there's this thing in the dirt not dirt the white empty dust and it's eden and you know it's a little weird where you know rain is like i think i can tell it what to do and we're like okay 
and uh and and she does we 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 fight some stuff and she controls the stuff and then we fight more stuff and she controls the stuff and then it becomes this whole well it's not really evil it was just doing a thing if i can tell it to do a different thing we can maybe restore the rest of the planet mhm so you you basically fight eden for control in the first turn right the second turn is, I don't even know. It, the sign of darkness comes and tries to kick your ass because it's yeah, it it's well, you, it's it a void scent is what you're you're fighting yes. this this void scent. It's like what the fuck is a void scent doing, doing on the first? World. This is yeah. These are light wardens we're supposed to be dealing with, not void scent. Um, so you fight the the void scent, drops this girl. Has a armor on though. Can't see her face. Don't know what she looks like. Anything of that nature. Only that she may be a girl around the age of um, uh, Rain. And uh, then you have two more fights. These are the great ones. Leviathan. Oh my God! Spoilery, spoilerness. But the, they basically decide that to restore the elements to this yes world. You have to basically, and this, I felt a little, I felt conflicted, Ruby. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you want me to summon Leviathan. Yep. To kill it. So that we can restore water to the world. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we pilot the deal over to some spot to summon water. We, we bring up, and they're like, imagine. Imagine. So it's kind of like, concentrate. Visualize Leviathan. I'm like, he's got a head and a tail. But when I zoned in, he had two heads. It was yeah. Weird. And he Ruby, did, a... did everyone in your party be like, we're bad at visualization? Actually, my group did pretty well at this other than, you know, a lot of people fell through the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was a little surprised when I saw, um, Shinrayu mechanics. And then I thought, oh, the Warrior of Light is mixing fights up in Their his memory. head yeah it, apparently something well ruby all i could think of is creation magic do you remember how griffins started i was thinking not griffins chimeras was it chimeras I, I, I was trying to create a lion and i noticed an eagle and so it was a lion with wings and i'm like oh my god this is all my creation magic all of the summonings that the ashians were teaching Beast tribes was all yes. fucking creation magic. Thank I'm like, you. Oh my yes. fucking god! That is the whole heart of this thing, and this is something that I I want people to understand is that the Asians or Amorots, Amorotians, whatever, they use creation magic willy nilly, whether it destroy their planet or not. But I feel like it's they were implied. Full of aether. I think that's the thing. They had so much aether. They didn't know any other way. They didn't know any other way. So they, they resorted to creation to magic for everything, even to solve their problems. When creation magic was the problem, we create more magic. And what's funny is through all of this and all their creation magic, destroying their own society and creating the two gods that are sundered and all this other stuff, their plan, the Asians' plan, is to teach people creation magic. <laughs> to fuck shit to create, to create gods. So they can create more destruction. So they can – it's 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 almost like they don't learn. They do not learn. They're, they're they, single-minded. It's a one-trick a pony. I, I feel like they, they're creative, but they can't think outside the box or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I think that's a major takeaway though. Um, yeah. So the, we too 
<laughs> Whether we're one of the 14 or whatever is going on, we, we too can use the creation magic. And uh, through through that, we've mixed some fights up. So we have Leviathan and a little bit of Shinrayu. Um, and I'm sure some other stuff thrown in the mix, but but that's that was the major vibe. And, the, mu- and the music, talk, the music was whoa! It was Leviathan. Ooh, it was Leviathan, but, it was, but something, yeah. It was very. I really, I really, I really felt the music though on the next one. Oh yeah. So yeah. I mean, what after water would you want to fix a planet with? And none other than Earth. And who would we fight? But good old Titan. Ooh, Titan. And then that Ruby, did you click? The landslides, the landslides. Oh yes, the landslides, the landslides. Our response. Oh my god! To, what do you I mean? had I had a real human life flashback to 2.0 when 2.0 came out, and the entire fucking free company that I was a part of then basically cleared it. No one responded to my pleas for help, and I tried to fight it. And I, my latency is so bad. I just, I died over and over again. I had a very bitter tweet six years ago mm-hmm. about Leviathan, or, or about, I'm sorry, about uh, Titan. And that's all I could think of. I'm like, I'm going to hate this forever, and I'm going to rage quit this game. <laughs> yeah, Reed says something. And like, you must have some really negative memories about yeah, this <laughs> encounter like, or something wow. like that. That must have been harsh. Really. Yeah. Yes. Like, well, yeah, you didn't get put into the parties with all the people, you know, all the good people put in the party. And we Let's had see to if you can clear this when you're dead. Clear clear this when you're dead. Lay on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was sell it. Yeah, it was it yeah. was pretty pretty funny. So we do we do Titan and Titan is melded. I couldn't really figure out who he was melded with. I kept thinking like Grinwald or whatever his name is that you know, has all that mechanical stuff in, in I know, Titan, Stormblood. Titan had those wheels, right? It was yeah. a vehicle. So I feel like he still had a loincloth. He that did. Was, that was, Thank my God. takeaway was I remember learning Titan EX back in the day, and he had a loincloth. Mm-hmm. And he still has a loincloth. It was but a safe like spot. Weird, stand under his loincloth. No. They're like, if you're, oh, no, I used to type, if you're not sniffing the loincloth, you're too far away. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, uh, he's, I thought I would never learn his mechanics. I've done it three times now. I've cleared it three times helping other people. But the, once you learn the names for abilities, it's not that bad. So do not, I'm actually way worse at the Leviathan one. But he's like a, uh, a, 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 I don't know, a transformer on steroids. It, mm-hmm. it hurts. That fight hurts. I don't, I don't even know if there's a, uh, I don't think there's actually a, uh, what do you call that when you can't win the fight because it does something at the end. Unskippable? Uh, no, we're enraged. I don't enraged. know if there's an enrage in either of those. Probably not. It kept going for a long time for us. I mean, it was, the DPS yeah. was a little slow in our party. Um, you know, I, and I think, you know, melees probably have a hard time with this because you have to dodge oh, a lot of Oh my god, melees. Well, honestly, melees. Pretty much anyone who has to sit, black mages probably have a hard time. Anyone who has to sit and cast, I had a hard time because I couldn't even like stop for a second to raise someone even with swift cast a couple times. I'm like, really? I'm gonna okay with though. We we had someone like basically solo rage quit, but really all the parties I had were, and again, it's patch day. Very understanding, very willing to figure out the things. No one was barking out orders for the most part. Most people were like, oh, I think what's happening is. And that's my favorite day to play. My favorite day to play is not 
someone who basically zones in and starts setting up way marks and telling people what to do when it's your first time. Right. I have seen some Twitters and some uh, Discord chats and Reddit chats that were like, well, why would you want to waste time? Everyone should watch a fucking video. And it's Give like, no. No. Do you have any idea how much joy some people, including me, get from being in a group of like-minded people who are willing to try and fail, learn, try and succeed? Watching a video and just pushing the buttons in the way the guide tells you is not nearly as satisfying as, oh, it does this and this and this, and then, oh, this is what I did this last time and it didn't work. Let's try this. All right, let's go. Pull again. You know, and we did have people who noticed, oh, it's at 74% and seven out of nine are dead. Everybody else jump off the edge. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. People are like, you know, we had a couple polls on one that was like, well, let's just keep going. I kept going because it's like, oh, let's see, you know, let people see the mechanics because I've learned stuff about mechanics being dead, but, you know, I don't know. By next week, all the parties will be like, do it right, scrubber, be kicked. Wow. So You kicked me. I don't know. But today was good for you, right? I thought. Oh, today was incredible for me. I didn't have any issues with any of my parties. I told you uh, earlier a funny story about a, a tank that did a 30-second countdown because somebody complained that he pulled gross the time before and then said, mm. adjust. But you, nobody rage quit. Nobody had any issues. In fact, I, I felt like I did the mechanics like a boss. Like when I did mm-hmm. the uh, – what, what was uh, I guess it's the Leviathan fight that has the floors that fall out from underneath you. I didn't I didn't fall down. I don't know. Luckily, I didn't fall down. And then after <laughs> I saw the the center fall, I was like, "Oh, this goes back and forth, doesn't it?" Mm-hmm. So uh, I figured that part out. So um, and we we didn't really talk about this, but the Final Fantasy VIII themes throughout, right? So you have Final Fantasy VIII music and, and such. And and one thing I want to add to that is that the last boss of the Academia dungeon. Which is has a lot of La Habrea uh, lore, I believe, in that is um, the uh, Quetzalcoatl from Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, so, if you're not familiar with that, there's a yeah, giant. Yeah, n- n- none of that made any sense to me. Honestly. Yeah, I sorry. I never, I didn't understand why Quetzalcoatl. Now, I'm from Final Fantasy XIV, and Quetzalcoatl was my server, but I didn't. I in didn't eight, you learn it at Balam Garden. It's part of the academics, so you have to you you oh, learn the GF. So, it okay. so it's actually something that's taught to you, um, and so it could be said that the academia is a mirror to the gardens because they wear similar robes. If you if you look mm-hmm. at the teachers at the okay. Balam Garden and and the other gardens. They're all uniformed in these long robes with their faces covered. I honestly covered. don't think I made it that far. I cannot wait for the eight. Re- it's going to be nice, and and they even yeah. said that they didn't mean for this to happen at the same time as that. They should have known something, but you know, it worked out that we got the eight announcement around the time that uh, mm-hmm. Eden has dropped. So uh, overall, I'm happy. And if you want my overall, overall, overall uh, for Shadowbringer's story, including Eden, it's a ten of ten. I love the story. I love the music. Um, I, I, I'm loving everything about it. I'm waiting to see some battle changes. We got a little bit of potency today. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping for more. So if you know if there's anyone I take a point away from, it's the battle stuff. I'm just not super, super happy with Summoner at the moment. There's a double weave that is 
required almost between every single global cooldown cast, and it it just feels very clunky. See, so. and my 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 latency would never allow for it. Mm-hmm. I would never be able to do good DPS. I it, it's just kind of unfair. So I'm hoping they they change those things. I think they will. I think yeah. they'll give good good feedback and whatever. We'll see how it goes. Um, you can't always have the best. I mean, it's overpowered in Stormblood. I'll tell you that much. But. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my uh, overall assessment. What about you? Uh, I I I I was actually uh, not. I, I was surprised at the order of mobs or floors in Eden. The fact that you kind of fight Eden Prime first, which makes me think you're gonna fight Eden later. For more, because like I feel like you got you rested control too early, and I think they did that in Omega too, where it, it, they threw you some uh, uh, something that fucked you up later. But um, uh, the fact that you know you did Leviathan and restored water, and then you did Titan and restored some Earth, and it sounds like uh, where you've done it should. Keep thinking of ley lines. They talked about ethereal currents or whatever, but the changes you make should spread throughout the world. So we have six six elements in fourteen plus mm-hmm. astral and umbral. Mm-hmm. So I expect there fully to be six elemental type fights. Right. But that still leaves six more fights. We've already done two. So I'm expecting kind of like four more fights that are like, you know, come out of the blue or something. So, you know, and I'm and I'm I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm hoping and I'm fully expecting that the Eden storyline will make it so the rest, the, the you know, the other nine tenths of the world are had, habitable again. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you know, we, we think about the 13th shard and can, is there anything we could do? Can we go back there and do that? And, and the other shards that are still ex- existing, we have one Ashian left, right? Mm-hmm. We have a Lydibus. one Lydibus is left. He's hanging out on the moon. Uh, how dangerous is he? He's you the know, emissary he, of Zodiac. I mean, he is the yeah. he's the mouthpiece of Zodiac, so he's the White Assian. He could be the the worst of of them all. We don't know. Yeah, so so we don't know, but um, I'm very interested to see where it goes. I'm inter- I'm very interested to see where if there's going to be more story about who my player character is and who they are in the world, the worlds, the shards. Is there going to be more discussion? You know they they've they've talked about it, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I I feel good. I feel I don't know. I I honestly still can't hardly listen to the Shadowbringers theme in my car. I can't sing along because I get a little catch in my throat, and mm-hmm. you know I I keep I keep thinking about you know Emmett Selk and you know Christ everything he did out of everything he did was you know out of missing his friends yeah you know his his people and and well people are like well he wants to you know end the source uh, you know wipe out life on the source to resummon his friends and i'm like 
bitch, we just had someone end an entire timeline, which is probably doomed anyway, but they used fucking time travel to hopefully, you know, rewrite history because they were losing. Mm -hmm. People kept being like, Emmett sucks, should just give up. This is what it is now. And I'm like, Biggs didn't. Mm -mm. You know, the Ironworks didn't. They... They sent a man through time hundreds of years and he summoned scions and the warrior of light. And, you know, really, you know, we've done as much or more than Emmett Selk. And it's, you know, I can't blame him. It's uh, it's a hard argument to make, although you could also make the same argument that, you know, he helped cause a genocide many times over <laughs> and so he's bad but but but, but I, keep, I keep coming back to but he really figures everyone who isn't joined again is a hamster right or lettuce and right they're not they're not which is analogous life. to you know if you wear this emblem on your shirt maybe you're less of a human being than i am well, and, and in the story, though, he was hopeful that we were more. He was so disappointed that we couldn't contain the light. Mm-hmm. Right? I feel like he he was really surprised when we showed up as someone else in his vision. Yeah. But, but I think he really thought we were something else also. So, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's an interesting hitting. story, and we haven't uh, we we barely scratched the surface here. We've got plenty more 5.0 that's going to be coming up in the next two years. This it's going to get wild, and um, it, I don't think it's the complete end of it. So, well, we're we're not done yet. No. And I'm, I'm, that's but I Ruby, I have a fear. I have a fear where this was so fucking huge. What 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 could they possibly do now? Well, everything yeah. is going to have a peak at some point. I hope this yeah. is not the peak, but everything eventually does have a peak. So, you know, is 6.0 going to be as good as 5.0? Well, 4.0 sure as hell wasn't good as 3.0, but that doesn't mean 7.0 can't be great. Yeah. You know. Well, sh- sh- Stormblood was weakened. Certain arcs I really did enjoy, but... Lots of stuff I did not, and yeah, even even with Shadowbringers, I, there were there were things I didn't enjoy, or things I I could be like, well, that was really weak. There are, there are weaknesses, but no, it was awe inspiring, literally to me. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I don't want to forget before we move on is um, Urian Jay is amazing, and he had a shout-out to Moonbrita in the Eden storyline. <gasps> yes! And I, was, I, I, I wasn't going to let that go because I love Moonbrita. And it's sad, and I was hoping they'd bring her back or something. I need her back. I know. That was another one of those where they're like, oh, well. Or let her face float around in the beginning, you know, when you pass Ostrophant, you know, those little crystal shards. Maybe I need to go back and look at that scene again and see if yeah, maybe, I can see her face in one of the, uh, maybe the reflections. I, I really, I'm really sad because they added a cool, fun, compelling character and then fucking murdered her. Yep. But, yeah. They did her wrong. All right. Um... Let, we're gonna. We're just gonna skip what's on tap tonight. I think we are already two hours, but I do want to move on to happy hour, mm-hmm. and this is where Bell Dandy, our own 
sweet Belle Dandy, who is hard at work at college, and I hate you, hate you for doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had a comment on episode 171, and he says, No spoilers, but the best MMORPG expansion I've ever been a part of, both in content and execution. Now, while we haven't seen the raids, Savage, 24-Man, and Ultimate, I'm very happy that everything we did up to this point mattered in some way. The expansion had me in tears of pure emotion. Can't wait to hear your spoiler cast. Ruby, do you know how many men, women, we tend to cry a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. but, you know, if you're going to be generalizing, but I have seen so many guys being like, Christ, it's dusty in here. <laughs> During parts <laughs> They're like, someone's, I'm not crying, but I'm crying. So I'm not you know, crying, you're crying. There, there, there's a lot of emotion in Shadowbringers. I, I really, that writer, she has done such a good job. I hope that she's being uh, properly rewarded and given shout outs and uh, what what did she do? She she did another storyline. Was it like was it phrase the darkness story? What what storyline did she do? I think you're this? right about that. That's all the good ones. Yelta is the answer. Yeah yeah, my it's my understanding. All the stuff that made me tear up, and I'm not a fucking crybaby, but this game is not making me a fucking crybaby. It was uh, <laughs> but, um, it's serious. Yeah yeah yeah, uh, but she, I think the fact that everything. Almost every character's motivation is out of brotherhood or love or companionship or loss, right? Mm-hmm. Stuff people who play the game can really, really relate to. And she's done, I feel bad, I don't remember her name. But um, we'll, we'll talk big about her next week. But uh, it, it, she, Christ, what good writing. Yes. All right, last call. I do have a shout-out, Phoenix Down Radio, uh, Klaus and myself. Uh, Phoenix Down Radio tweeted out, want to hang out with Yelta Sumasu from GTFFXAV and Phoenix Down Klaus at Uptown, Up Down Minneapolis. Like beer, pizza, and video games? Mark the date on your calendars. Tune in tonight's episode for more details. This is when Klaus was uh, recording. Geek out and game on with Phoenix Down Radio and gather together. This is on Saturday, August 3rd, starting at 6 p.m. at the Up Down Minneapolis. That's 3012 Lindell Avenue South. Uh, I'm going to be there. Uh, Klaus is going to be there. I'm hoping uh, Kariri, my dear sister, and the other host from this podcast, uh, I'm hoping we will all be there. I'm hoping Olf will be there for food, drinks, chat, and just general hanging out. So, uh, this, this, you know, Ruby, this was driven by jealousy of Mm. you and work to game hanging Mm. out, right? You know that, right? I feel it. I feel the jealousy. (laughs) By the way, there's no parking in Minneapolis, so just park at the closest ramp and pay the $12 and just man up. I think it just shows that Gathered Together has the North wrapped up, the South wrapped up. <laughs> we we need two North more co-hosts. We need one on the East Wait. Coast, one on the West Coast. <laughs> we'll, we'll take the I whole country. I keep thinking that like, we should like pick a long weekend or something where we you drive North on 35W and I drive South on 35W okay. and we just meet up somewhere in the middle. Some Midwestern state. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually super excited. Um, this, I looked at the venue, the up down in Minneapolis looks like, I think it's like a video game bar or something. So I'm looking forward to hanging out. I'm awkward in person, but, but if you want to come and see us, uh, Klaus is always, he's so nice and so fun to be around. And I just really look forward to spending time with him. I've met up with him a few times. Uh, we've gotten together for, uh, a new world concert. So we've gotten together for a couple other things. We've had, you know, dinner at, you know, Mickey's diner and, uh, it's always, it's always a really good time. So if you, if you can find some time on Saturday, August 3rd at 6 PM, we should be there for a few hours because mommy Yelta likes her drinks, but, um, yeah, come join us. Hang out. All right, then I guess it's closing time. God, this got long. I didn't think it would. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can find links to all of our episodes and blog posts on our website, gtffxavi.com. While you're there, please leave us a comment. And if you'd like to, you can support us by clicking the donation button. You can find us on Twitter at gtffxavi. Email us at gtffxavi at gmail.com. Please rate us. Uh, personal plugs, Ruby. Yes, you can find me at Rubicon Vale on Twitter, R-U-B-I-C-O-N-V-A-L-E. And you can find me on Twitter at Yelta Sumasu, Y-E-L-T-A-S-U-M-A-S-U. As always, thanks for listening and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>